Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. You gotta, you gotta make them wait for it, you know. <laughs> build the suspense. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Ten Very Big Books, a Malazam read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts have not. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Hello, and if you hear me clearer, it's because I fixed my microphone, or AJ fixed my microphone. And the, our producer, in fact, is with us on the show. AJ, how are the levels looking? Better than ever. How are the bars? The bars are also <laughs> better than ever. <laughs> and since there was no rule saying a dog can't podcast, we've swapped out Josh for a golden retriever. Welcome to the show, Fresh Air Bud. <laughs> um, I gotta go. <laughs> today, on the, today on the show, we're talking about uh, House of Chains, chapters three and four, the ending of book one. Uh, Hi, I'm not a dog anymore. I also got a mic and I want to shout it to the heavens. So, yeah, it's n- new year, new me. New mic. what I was going to say, but it's not. So you, had, you had Joshua Barker right there. You had a dog pun with <laughs> yeah, one letter for my name. But I didn't think of it, so okay, you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm ex- I'm excited to dive in, and uh, I think we have a lot to talk about. Um, should we, should we get right into it, or you want to do a little a little frisky big picture thoughts, or should we wait? I think maybe we should wait for the end. You know, when you normally do big picture thoughts, yes, that <laughs> okay. would make sense. Okay, you know? look at the, the AJ comes on the show all of a sudden, got a lot of big ideas over there. You know, <laughs> all right. Chapter 3 Imprisoned by the Malazans, Karsa is chained alongside Torvald Nam, Silgar, and Damask. Torvald speaks of Karsa's resistance to the magic net and his own past. Karsa swears he will break free and lead the Teblor in vengeance. He will feign brain damage to try and trick the Malazans. Karsa falls in and out of consciousness as they travel. Next, when he awakes, Torvald has heard secondhand of the fall of Pale and of Moonspawn's move south. Torvald will help Karsa with his charade, and Karsa swears to conquer Darujistan first. Torvald tells Kord and the others that he is a claw, but the Malzans don't believe him. They are loaded onto a ferry and then other boats. They travel through several cities and hear of Dujak's arrival and of the loose peace that sits in some cities. They are transferred to a seafaring vessel where Karsa is gagged. Karsa dreams of the Urugal, the seven gods saying that Karsa has abandoned them. He dreams he is atop a bone hill. Corpses chanting, lead us war leader. Karsa wakes, panicked, and Torvald is caring for him. A strange storm arrives and the captain blames Karsa and decides to throw the barbarian overboard. Chains of lightning descend from the sky almost for Karsa himself. The boat cracks apart and Torvald scrambles onto the platform alongside with Karsa's weapon and Moranth munitions. Silgar and the other lowlanders escape in a dory. They have all been drawn into a warren. They drift for some time and Karsa has visions of the Urugal again. They come to a ruined ship which Karsa can deduce battle has passed on. Great black catfish surround them. They kill a few of the animals, and after slipping in and out of consciousness, 
Karsa is told there is a boat. Torvald and Karsa discuss warrens and sail for several days. They sail and come to a shoreline with a wall on it. Here is another one of these strange boats, but we know it as the Salanda. For on board, Karsa finds decapitated heads, headless oarmen, and tall gray-skinned men. The men are living and demand Karsa to kneel, which he does not. A fight breaks out. He kills the men and puts a harpoon through a mage's chest. They identify them as Tist Eater, and then speak of the Tist people and religion. Karsa feels he has begun to think more subtly, and now resents the Urugal for denying freedom. From Milky Rain, the Urugal appear and talk about Karsa, failure, and Eder. They scatter Ototeril around the cabin, and leave for kin are on their trail. Karsa and Torvald reach a shoreline with Silgar and Damask and the others. Karsa almost kills them, but Silgar says he can open a portal and save them. After some doubt, the slave master opens a portal, and they all escape but for one of Silgar's men, who dies going through. A shark attacks them, and Karsa defends them. Silgar leaves them on the shoreline. Karsa and Torvald travel along the coast together, spotting a tower made of bones. A tall Nappin man greets them and makes them tea. He is known locally as the Keeper and says they are near Erlatan. They speak and Karsa spars with them. The next day, they will go to Erlatan, where they think Silgar has gone. Torvald wants to return home to Durujistand. Karsa says he will return home too one day, but still thinks of the Urugal, secrets, and when and how to return to his people. They speak with the Keeper and set out. Okay, Ange, we exchanged some texts throughout the week. You seemed a bit jived about these two chapters, and this one's probably the bigger of the two. This is really the start of Karsa's journey to Seven Cities, but it starts on this boat. We He gets locked up again with Torvald. He, like, feigns being sick. We hear more about what's going on in Genabacus, and then he ends up on this sea journey. So, uh, wh wh where are you? Why, why were you excited about these chapters? And did it begin here, or was it something later on? Um, it, it began as soon as Torvald, Nam, and him were really interacting. And then the they were a great duo. Yeah, they fantastic, truly fantastic. They are boys, they are besties. It is adorable. I thoroughly mm -hmm. enjoyed it. In fact, I was disturbed by how much I was actually rooting for Karsa throughout this whole beginning. I was never like, wow. Well, at first I was like, haha, he had this coming. And then I was like, all right, come on now. He's, he's a, he made a complete reform, essentially. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just felt really bad for him. Like that position he was in seemed really painful and I felt bad and I'm glad he didn't lose his mind. Thanks to Torvald Nam and his endless talking. It's a beautiful friendship. I loved it so much. Um, and yeah, that's what I got to say about that. I kind of like how we hear secondhand through like the trickles of like the events of Gardens of the Moon and kind of all the stuff we know about Dujak's conquest. You know, I think that's so fun. 
Uh, Josh, how did you feel about Torvald's duo and uh, them kind of crossing the ocean together? Oh, I, well, the uh, the actual ocean crossing, I was very sad throughout because Karsa's just like slowly going insane, uh, which didn't feel great. But like all the times that they got to interact, I agree, it was just a delight. Torvald Nam is a 10 out of 10 guy. He really is. And I say that now knowing full well that in three books, he could like murder a child and someone will be like, is he a great guy now, Josh? But like at this moment, ten out of ten. Top top tier talker. I always enjoy when Steve writes these like verbose people, you know, these these corrupt like people in a way. Um, oh yeah, I do love. There's a great uh, there's a great jab. I I don't know who makes it if it's Carcer or who, but he's talking about he slams the empire, and I think it's in this part about how like you know they don't have slaves, they have prisoners, you know, and how it's like he's making fun of this difference, you know, which I think is, is totally, I'm fully on board with because I think it's like super fucked up that the empire says they don't allow slavery, lets these slavers operate in Northern Ganabacus, capture the slavers. And then are like, wow, that one looks really good. I guess he should be our prisoner and go work in our prison camp now. You know, well, the, like uh, the idea that this is in some way, not like this is, slavery but in a different name you know it is just it is fully morally reprehensible and i the empire should be accountable for it i mean it was it felt awful in the second book when they were in the ototero mines it was like yeah it was like and because uh as far as i can tell i don't think there's anyone keeping track of how long you're there and there's a release date it's just like (laughs) you're here till it's over (laughs) i don't think there's a big release from that program i think Uh you're correct josh um so then, uh, Josh, they're out at sea, and then the storm comes, and they end up being dragged in to this into this warren that we have already visited. Now, mm-hmm. when they were dragged in, like, at what point did you know where we were and where we were and where we were going to end up? Like, did you know we were going back to the Salanda and this flooded warren and all this stuff? You know, I felt pretty. I, I felt pretty confident, like, from the get. Like, as soon as they were like, there's nothing moving, I was like, we're back in this morning. Because it, it felt fishy. Uh, from oh, the, nice. like, as soon as they saw, like, a storm in the middle, and they were like, Garza, you did this. And I was like, I really don't think Garza did this. It doesn't <laughs> feel like that's his that's his thing. Um, yeah. I felt, Especially I since felt, later, he's like, what's a Warren? Yeah, no. So I felt pretty confident that, that's, that they were in the same one. Um, I was actually very happy that we finally like got a pretty concrete uh, time stamp in this chapter mm-hmm. as to like where we are in relation to the other books we've read so far. That was helpful to know that like, okay, they're going through some of this approximately like several months to a year before book two. Yeah, yeah. So that was very helpful to me. Between the um, pale the, and the moonspawn thing and then yes. encountering the salon it really places yeah. it chronologically. Yep. So that was helpful. But uh, no, I, I felt pretty quick that it was this is where we were. They don't now they don't say Salanda, do they? No, mm, I don't think they say it. I think I just brought that because it's yeah. meta well, yeah, knowledge it's, we have. Yeah, yeah. OK. Um. Oh, I almost glossed over it. Inge, what did you think of Cars's dream of the Urgal and he's on the hilltop and there's these people and he, there's all these chains. What did you what did you make of this and all this chain imagery? What is is what is Urgal? I thought it was a person. Is it the seven people as one? What is it? What is it? Urthal is the uh is one of the faces in the rock, and he is the like patron 
person of the rock for the Uragal tribe that or Urithid that uh Karsa is part of. How the hell do you know that? I read the book. Huh. I don't I don't have another answer. Huh. He's 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 true. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I had no idea who he was talking about when he kept saying, like, oh, I have to follow his lead. Mm-hmm. La-di-da. But um yeah. Um I still don't get it. I have no idea who they are or what they're doing. Um or what they or why they're always bleeding. I don't know about the chain imagery. I'm just not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what's yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that shit. I didn't really understand either. I'm really vibing with the chain imagery this time through, you know, about like despair and burden and, uh, and suffering. And it really goes to what's at the end of those chains. And he's wearing a lot of chains. There's just a lot of chain talk. And yeah. I just want it to be noted. I'm appreciating it. It's very thorough, and mm. we are in a house of chains, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I forgot that's what the book title was. Yeah, it's what's, what's the book title is. So, uh, Josh, then we actually end up on the Salanda, and he kills these Tist Eater. And uh, so wh- what did you make all of this, and did this give you the insights you were looking for when we encountered this boat in Dead House Gates? So I'm going to say yes and no, because India was in the podcast group was was messaging about this last night. Uh, I felt like such a strong desire this week to just run back to Deadhouse Gates and reread these sections <laughs> because like all because I, I remember uh, I remember the heads being covered. I remember them being like, yo, these Tisty Eater are dead, but like they're not ancient dead. They're just like kind of recent. So I remember being real confused about a lot of that stuff. But I feel like there's so many like details now that I would love to 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 be able to like go back and be like, aha, that was Carsa. But he he didn't also kill the ones that didn't have heads. No, we do, we still do not know what happened. Like we do not know why those guys are headless or how they became that way. I believe in an in a, a Steve interview, he may have hinted that we come to this scene multiple times after the first. So there might be like we might go back again and see the Tisty Eater like back at the get. Also, are these the Tisty Eater from the prologue, Peter? Can you confirm or deny? Uh, he's hiding behind his hand. Okay. Inge, what did you make of uh, this scene on the Salanda? I didn't really know that we were there until until the part where he was like, they don't have heads. And I was like, oh. So it took me like a really long time to get the fact that we had gone into this Warren or whatever. The same um, flooded Warren. Yeah, because it, I just thought that they were in a new place. I, I thought that their boat crashed or something happened where someone made it happen and then they were all just in the water but alas oh. they were not just in the water and i just realized there's no there's no tear in the warren yet is there mm, no. is the tear is the tear what's going to get is that get caused by that mage like trying to unleash the warren and then getting just fucking harpooned through the chest hmm interesting i would just like to point out in that section uh immediately after they leave the boat uh is when we see the talana mass and and the the one I forget their names and I did not mark the page, but the one says to the other like, oh, make sure we close that that Warren because there's like a tear. He like addresses the fact that the there's a uh, a tear happening. Oh, OK, uh, but not that Is it that, has happened yet. Can you say who addresses this? The Talana Mass, right? In this book, there's a Talana Mass. Yeah, dude, you missed it. 
You missed what? the Talana Mass in this chapter. That, I thought that was the seven people, the bloody seven. That was the seven people, dude. Mm-hmm. That was not the Talana Mass. AJ, it had to be. It had to be the bloody seven. AJ, one hundred percent. It was the seven broken people because they're talking specifically about Carsa. The seven yes. bloody people. Wait, but I because then they're like, they're our kin is coming after us. Who's kin? Who is yeah. the kin? It's a hundred percent. It would make sense if it was the, but it was seven of them. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh my cat. It was like one paragraph, so it's hard to find. I feel very confident that it was the seven and That's not right. a Talani mass. On the forecastle of the massive ship, moments after the dory and the two passengers slip beneath the skin of money rain, seven almost insubstantial figures. All right, fair enough. I missed that part. <laughs> You'd be so worried. I was like, did I skip a very pivotal page for Talani mass show up? They do say. They feel like every oh, that's time what it is. we yeah, try yeah. to close okay. it. Let us, let us uh, begin the preparations. Barak, scatter that handful of Ototeral dust in the cabin. Yeah. The Tyst Eater Sorcerer's Warren remains open, and in this place, it will quickly become a wound, a growing ah, wound. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember Whew. that now. Good call, good call. Whew, I really, sorry. That took a lot of work I, to get there. Listen, I feel torn here, but I just will say... I don't know if there really is a disagreement here, you know? <laughs> okay, so we're both so, right. <laughs> interesting. In- so is Peter saying that they are Talani Mass? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I don't want to interject too much here, but I do also want to say that that was what I thought the muddy rain was, was Talani Mass, like in rain form. Instead oh, I of- thought it was like, we're in a warrant, oh. so I assumed it was like Kroll's semen. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> we're in Kroll's, you know, like we're in a warren, which is part of Kroll, and there's like white, you know, milky shit raining from the Peter's- sky. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, Josh? <laughs> that is for the podcast group chat only. <laughs> this is fucked up. We should put this in people's ears. Why'd you do this? Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. How'd you do this? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, so uh, sorry. That was that was why I thought they were, or well, that was what I assumed that the, the muddy rain was Talana Mass. It was milky Ooh. rain, AJ. Well, m- milky rain, muddy rain, rain, whatever. That's all I so, got to say. afterwards, <laughs> India, they kind of sail to the next shoreline where they encounter all these other slavers and they escape back to the world through this portal and there's like a shark attack. So what did you think of them encountering the slavers again and this the kind of persistent menace Silgar is to Karsa throughout these first four chapters? Karsa is his character, like little like his like little change happened a little too rapidly for me. I'm not going to lie. It was a little unbelievable because he went from being like a sociopath to being like, all right, well, all right, all right. Oh, everything is just like, well, all right. And it's like, mm, is that you? Is that who you are? So the fact that he like didn't harpoon the shit out of him kind of annoyed me. And also oh. like, but mm. I mean, you know, story progression. So I just felt like it was inevitable that he's going to die like Silgar or whatever because he's so shitty. But like, it's just like when? And I think that it just should have happened sooner. Um, I thought it was kind of unbel- unrealistic for him to be like, okay, yeah, let's just I leave would, these yeah. guys here while we go up and look at, to find out what the light is. Like, no, you kill the shit out of him because he's shitty, and then uh, you go agreed. look at what the light is. He should have murdered that dude first chance he had. And as he, soon as like I get he? it, he had to use the warren. I get it, he had to like right? use that. But the moment we're in that water, just ruined that guy. 
Literally, I agree. I just thought it was very stupid. He's coming off as very passive now, which I thought was weird, but like still like lethal AF when he like killed the shit out of the shark. It's just, I don't know, man. That, that's just how I felt about it. Josh, how did you feel about them? Then they end up back on the shoreline and then they kill the shark, which the shark thing is like super random for me. But and then they uh, then they end up going to this tower and meeting this this random person to kind of end this journey. And we learn we are, in fact, on seven cities. Yeah, um, I felt, and, and we've I, arrived I, near Erlatan. It made sense that we were in seven cities just because like all of this Warren stuff. Now, it sounds like maybe the Warren has the ability to shift where its physical location is, considering it ends up being off the coast of the Otatero Island um, rather than like off the north coast of Seven Cities, which is interesting. Um, That's literally so above anything that I could comprehend. Although I guess they is. Yeah. So that's where I was with that. Do you know what I mean, Peter? You seem confused. I know what you mean, but that falls under the like magic physics. That- magic. Oh, OK, OK, OK. I got you. Uh, no, uh, I, I guess what I want to skip to is the the the, the bone tower which is the fucking most metal thing in this book so far is just this tower made of like dinosaur bones. Sure. And there's just some dude and he just like makes his own cement and he's just building this tower. And the reason is, well, I got to build the tower big enough so that this really cool dinosaur, I can just build it in the tower. And like, yeah, I get that. It makes total sense to me. Dude's Um, a mad chiller. Yeah. Uh, also, he definitely, based upon the the quote in this next chapter, he's definitely like a remnant of uh, Kalen Bad's empire. That is my called shot. Hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved that guy, and he also just punched the shit out of Carsa. That was great. Loved that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get it. I just wondered why. Also, I agreed with Carso when he said that his little bone collection was stupid. I also thought it was stupid. <laughs> what? They're dinosaurs, India. <laughs> yeah, I just, he was like, Ugh. what's the point? And I was like, agree. I just point? think like if Steve was in the world, is this just Steve saying he wants to move to a beach and live in a bone tower? I, I really <laughs> think it could be. I really do think it could be. That's actually Drink so tea funny. and punch wayward yeah, wanderers. He just, he, he just wants to become so, so, so strong. <laughs> and collect yeah. bones. In that yeah. case, I changed my mind, and I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is definitely the bigger of the two chapters, since it involves really going from that kind of initial Malazan encapturement enca- yeah. mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. this this rogue coastline, and then uh, so so it, it was really a far journey. Um, AJ, how, how, well, you know, touching in with you at the end here, how yeah. did it to feel to go from this whole distance and did you follow Carsa this whole journey? How did it feel? Yeah. Uh, good? I don't know. Um, I think I, I kind of take issue with India's take that his change was sudden. Uh, I agree that it did kind of happen like on one page, but uh, I think throughout this chapter there are moments where he kind of questions stuff similar to how when like Bayroth Guild toward the end of Bayroth Guild's life I guess um, when they were kind of talking about who the seven are and like uh, questioning Uragal and like if they should actually be as brutal as they as they are I think um, especially when they when Torvald and and Karsa talk about the the dream world versus the Warrens like that, that idea sure um, he Karsa even brings up Bayroth Guild in that in there somewhere uh, and says like, oh, you remind me of Bayroth Guild. And, I'm like, sorry, kind who of, is that? 
He was one of the other um, Tablors. He was that... one of the friends who dies. He, yeah, he, okay, he okay, bear skull that he threw. So I think he's... Karsa's kind of been on this spiritual journey, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of questioning, like, does this stuff actually mean anything? And, like, I think that started when they found the carvings in chapter one or two, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's gradually been growing. But I do agree there was just one moment where he was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm this now. But I think the, the questioning has kind of been happening, like, underneath the words for for a couple of chapters he just kind of needed to be tortured for a little bit i was actually gonna say oh can i pop in on that india please uh, please it's got big talk vibes for me yeah you know, yeah, yeah, went yeah through such a giant transformation i mean literally physically and mentally and by the end he's like approaching just kind of like we are what we are everything is whatever i've been tortured to the point of insanity and Cars is like Similar in that he like loses his mind, his body doesn't fucking work because he's been chained forever. I don't know. It 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 was very reminiscent of that to me. And I think part of it, too, is we don't see a lot of the journey that Carson goes on because he's like unconscious or just like tied up to the back of a boat for most of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And I think a lot of, you know, Torvald Nam talking to him and him, Carson kind of being forced to think about the world in this like abstract way of like words and not actually actions because he can't do anything uh and so Torvald Nam is kind of showing him like there is a way to live that is just based on words and not actually like physically killing people and even as that conflict with I think Delam or Barith I think and about words after yeah. at the end of chapter one I think about fancy words or using right. I forget when you know what scene I'm talking about yeah but uh, um yeah to, 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 since we're since we're on the subject, I think for me, Inge, I, I think I more feel how India does. I think for me, it's a little tough since a lot of this character development for Karsa somewhat happens off screen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we that and that his initial state of being such an extreme character of like extreme violence, cruelty and disregard for human life, you know is presented very initially forward on screen in in dramatic fashion, you know? And then we move on to him kind of falling out of this life. But this is, I think it's harder to portray almost, and we get a few scenes of, uh, I think, very interesting conversation um, about empires on the boats. I don't know, I think the empire thing's later, actually, when he's talking about conquest in chapter four. But if you, if we talk about religion and we talk about these different things, which I think is interesting, as you're saying about Torvald living a life of words. But I still feel like it's such a it's such a far distance to go. And it's tough since so much happens of it in this almost seafaring montage that it definitely loses me a little bit. Josh, how did you feel about the distance his character goes since we're on the subject? Uh, I, I know I found it kind of like it, I, I followed it like it wasn't anything crazy in my opinion. Um, I know it, like, like we said, it happens fast and kind of off screen, but I, it, it seemed relatively believable to me. Mm. Yeah. So I definitely like his character a hell of a lot more now that he's like maybe murder and rape isn't the solution to every issue I have. You know, that's some good thinking, Carsa. Yeah, it's a it's a step up, but. Well, let's talk about it since his journey's not yet done. Chapter 4 Torvald and Karsa travel together. Speaking of rebellion, conquest, hatred, and seven cities. They are captured by Eric tribesmen. Karsa is knocked out. And at night, he wakes up in their camp. Torvald burns some of their clothes and draws attention of nearby Grawl. A tribesman comes up and slices Torvald's neck. 
Damask and Silgar are in the camp and escape with Carson and take him to Erlatan. They take off his shackles and he screams in rage. He goes unconscious as Malazans confront the slavers. He awakes, being healed by Malazans, and he finds himself sharing a room with a strange Seven Cities man. They are both to be sent to the Otateral Mines. They speak of the Malazans' tight control over the Otateral. Karsa's face has been tattooed as a prisoner, like it has been shattered. Soldiers move Karsa, and he sees Silgar. The slaver may be able to buy his freedom, which Karsa mocks. At night, Torvald Nam comes to free both Karsa and this stranger. Torvald was spared by the Grawl, and he gives Karsa his sword and tells him to come visit Torvald in Darugistan someday. The stranger, with the help of Mebra, leads Karsa out of the city. The next day, Karsa and the stranger are riding through the desert and are being pursued. At nightfall, they see it as Silgar, Damask, and the slavers. They kill them, and Karsa grants Silgar a cruel death. A week later, they near the holy desert Raraku. Karsa asked why the name Teblor amuses this stranger. The stranger says it's because Karsa's people's true name is Thelomen Toblakai. The man calls himself Leoman, and they set off to meet Shaikh. great what a great reveal that was that that was like that was like i don't even know it was like the last bite of like a really good cake oh yeah like that is what that felt like that is you say you saved like a nice bit of whipped cream for that too and it's just mm. like your favorite bite of your favorite meal is the last one oh it's phenomenal it's just like a second where everything clicks. You're like, I fucking get it. Steve conned me again. He got yeah, me. He yeah, got I was me. so mad. I like as soon as this happened, I immediately was just like, they said the second fucking book. Big dude, wooden sword. He's got a wooden fucking sword in the second book, I'm pretty sure. And we've just been here the whole time. Doesn't he also have the guy with him? Or am I making yeah. that up? Leoman's there. Oh, I can't remember if he has Sogar with Does him or not. Does he have the, the little body with him? I can't remember. I think it, and it's tough. It's one of those things that like, you could have put this together. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, and a lot of the stuff in the series is like this. It's very solvable. Do you know what I mean? Like if your eyes were like really combing through it, you'd, you probably would have been like, ah, this is, this is the, this is Toblakai, this blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I certainly didn't put it together. And when I reached, I had the same reaction you did. I reached the end of this part and I was like, ah, oh, fuck shit. You know? And like, I remember Medlor is Medlor is the, uh, is who they kill for helping, yeah. uh, Fiddler or Kalam in the second one. Like I, yeah, I saw yeah. that name and I was like, is there about to be something? Cause I definitely remember Medlor being Mebra. all up with Shaikh. Mebra. Yeah. Mebra. I don't. He, yeah, okay. he's in Erlatan. He gives he's he gives like the a, book, right? He, he gives the book and then he betrays them and then he gets killed. He's like the local kind oh, of trashy person yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, so let's walk our way through this chapter a little bit. Um, Josh, it starts and uh, Torvald and Karsa are captured together. Torvald like gets wounded. You, you might think he dies. And then yeah, he, uh, yeah. Karsa gets captured and uh, by, uh, taken into the city. Uh, mm-hmm. How'd you feel? Did you think Tor- Torvald die? Where were you? I was like 50 50 
because uh, in general, in fantasy novels, if I don't read the words and then their eyes closed forevermore or some bullshit, I'm very, I'm very hesitant to write them off as actually dead many mm. times. Mm. So, um, but I didn't like, I wasn't here like, there's going to be some big reveal. I was like, oh no, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I was very pissed they got captured again by Silgar. Fuck that dude. Yeah. And well, he, he gets his comeuppance later in the chapter, so. Oh, oh, and here's, here. Oh, I do want to say, speaking of the beginning of the chapter, the initial quote is, from Empress Lucene to High Mage Tatrin, following the disappearances. I love this quote. <laughs> has a drowned Nappin's body ever surfaced? And that's what makes me think, considering that they call out that the Keeper is Nappin. He's got to be something like that. It's got to be something from when all like, the high important people disappeared from uh, the, the, the Malazan army. There yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, India. So they, they get captured and they get brought to the city. And uh, th we also see the Grawl and we see the Eric tribesmen again and we're back in Erlatan. So how did it feel to like, you know, you know, last chapter technically arrived, but I feel like this is the first time we're like, we're in seven cities again. We're around the people and the culture. Uh, how did it feel to be back? Uh, and we go in and we meet some of the Malzans. So, uh, you know, where were you? Um, it didn't feel... I feel like for you guys, a lot of this stuff was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, la-di-da. Like, I don't have many of those things. I was so entirely confused for the whole first two books that really everything that we find out now is like... There's no like, oh, I remember that then. It's just like, okay... So I guess before this was laid out and now we know. <laughs> so to sure. be back in um, like here is not like exciting. In fact, I'm more so I feel like I'm just ready for like the actual story to start. Like I'm kind of over, I'm not over it. I really enjoyed these chapters and I thought they were hilarious. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just kind of ready for now, like us to pick up where we left off. It's been literally an entire book. In between and i just kind of want to find my girl and I, think that's, I think that's what's so exciting about hitting that reveal at the end of this chapter is because you read you like you read all of memories of ice you're so far away from seven mm -hmm. cities in this conflict and then you finally get back to it and steve's like no hold up i got exactly. a long prologue and then it finally <laughs> gets back yeah. here and then it's like let's go meet shaik and you're like let's you fucking know, go <laughs> yeah, you're all revved up. You're like, I am ready to fucking meet Shaikh. Let's get let's get back <laughs> to Seven Cities. Um, Josh, so he gets captured. We hear more about what's going on, and and this is when he first meets who we later find out is Leoman, and then they get freed by Torvald. Uh, what did you think about this whole scene of him inside the city, them being captured, all this uh, stuff? Very very fun heist scene. I I, I thought it was great. Uh, I was kind of like wondering where we were at first. I was really confused because I thought we were at. Uh, whatchamacallit, um, I thought we were at the Ototero Mines, and I was kind of confused how we'd gotten there so fast that we were going, but then as it went, I kind of cleared up that we were just in some random-ass city somewhere. Are you gonna say which city? It's Erlatan, but no big deal. Yeah. Oh, okay, so the place they were trying to get to. Great. So, I don't know, I, th I thought it was really fun. Um, I did not expect the twist of a, d a distant relative of Torvalds being the main trading, you know, partner of the Grawl, and thus everything. I was like, that's 
a weird i mean he does set up the whole time like he's always like oh yeah my people are everywhere the noms are everywhere and we're always great traders so it's like okay i guess okay fine yeah sorry can i just the the, torvald says something about uh speaking about how the noms are everywhere he says something about his cousin is an assassin oh yeah he does mention a relic at one (laughs) which is great yeah Mm -hmm. it's great that there's cousins of the plot (laughs) well uh before we get to the final end let me just ask guys what do you think? Do you think Torvald and Karsa are destined to meet again? They say goodbye at the end of this chapter. Um, hmm. I could I could honestly see Torvald almost never coming up again. Like I could see him being relevant in a, a different book when they're on this city or something. And he's it's just like a fun nod to this book. But I don't really see how he plays a big role in what's to come. I also didn't see him coming back from getting his throat slit. So it's true. It's true. Not gonna lie, he seems he seems like a cockroach kind of guy. You know, just doesn't die. He's always there. <laughs> so they ride out in the desert, and uh, then then Inge, This is where Silgar gets his comeuppance, and they he he gets killed. Uh, so how'd you feel? Did you, I, I guess is there anything even to say? Silgar sucks. He's a slaver, and he gets murdered. You know. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I really liked it. I liked that he cut off his limbs and then he carried him and was like, no, I'm going to tie it so you don't die just yet. It was really satisfying. But also it's like, no offense. It's just a weird thing because like, you know, Carsa, he ain't innocent. So no, he ain't. it's not that like, so then it's like, well, Silgar, you know, really was it that bad what he did? Yes, because now I like Carsa, but like, no. But it doesn't really matter. He was mad murdered, and I feel like he deserved it because he's shit. Is he actually dead yet? I didn't think he was. I don't think he is either. I feel like he's just kind of like a husk. Yeah, right? He's still carrying him at the end, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I kind of wrote it bad, so okay. to speak. Yeah. You um, didn't write anything bad. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I would disagree. So, Josh, <laughs> finally we get to the end, and not only... Is it revealed that the this is Leoman and Toblakai, these characters we met in mm-hmm. Deadhouse Gates, but we also learn that Karsa is a part of this ancient race, you know, and it kind of answers this question of who are the Tablor. Does it um, answer that question? So we I don't read I don't think it really does, because I think it's one of those things where like we didn't know the Bargas were descended from, you know, whoever the fuck they're descended from. Isn't it the Toblakai? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. from the Toblakai. Right, and but and the Toblakai, right, so the Toblakai, but they're also the Talani Mass, right? That's who the, no. or something? Mm, Isn't there something I think you're mistaken. That? Okay, all right, all right, I'm wrong then. So the, the reveal that. didn't really reveal that much besides just kind of a true yeah. name. You're also, I yeah. thought it was funny when the guy kept laughing at him when he kept calling himself Tablor mm. or whatever. And he's like, why are you laughing at this? And he's like, oh, it's because you're this. Take me oh, seriously. I remember now. I remember now the Barcast and the Maranth are the ones that are related. That's what I was thinking of, right? And they're both. And then the Teblor or the Tobakai are the common race. I think you're correct. The Bargast and the Maranth are related, and I believe they're descendants of Amas, and yes. the Toblakai are a separate thing altogether. So, can, okay. I ju- can I just read the, the reveal quote? Sure. Uh, so, Karsis asks uh, Leoman, why are you laughing? Or, or why, why, does this, why does my name amuse you? 
he says, Amused more like a Pauls, the Fen had fallen far from their past glories, yet remembered enough to know their old name. You cannot even make that claim. Your kind walked this earth when the Talanamas were still flesh. From your blood came the Bargast and the Trell. You Thank are you. Theoman Toblakai. Thank you. Perfect, AJ. Thank you. That's why I'm here. He did it. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. That I mean, it was a big, cool reveal. Yeah. Very it's terrific. It. So we come all the way. Also, real quick. He's like the Fen remembered their name. Their name's four fucking letters, okay? If I had to remember <laughs> over generations that were Thelomen Toblakai, yeah, I think I'd probably mess it up a little bit too. Especially if we don't have a great written language. They're just the fucking Fen. It can't get worse. We're the Fen. We're the Fen. Like, there's nowhere to go from Fen. <laughs> so let me ask you this since we saw a bit of it, and we're at the end of this huge Carson introduction. Where do you think. Carsa, like, what do you think Carsa's role is? Where do you think he is when we're going to actually catch up with him in the present day, so to speak? Can I ask a question? Okay, I, sure. I really don't remember from the second book. I, when I read this reveal, I was like, I thought this guy died. Or is it that Leoman died? Like, didn't one of them eat it? No. They, uh, we meet them guarding Shaikh. Shaikh yes. dies. They meet yes. him. Uh, uh, Felicin becomes Shaikh reborn, and then they travel together to the heart of Raruku, where she gives that big speech, uh, ascends and kind of commands the army, and then that's the last kind so of sequence. So they are both so there. For some reason in my head, one of them had died. Okay, sorry. Thank you. No, it's fine to clarify. Um, so I was guess I was just looking for uh, predictions going forward now that we've kind of arrived in the present and we're like kind of starting the we're like we're starting where Deadhouse Gates left off. No, you know? not yet, Peter. We haven't even found Felicin and Haboric. Well, I think two, yeah, I think like, the next part's going to jump yeah, right to it. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Was... Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, any any thoughts? Where are we at? Predictions. I'm just, just trying to, to see where we're going next. Well, I do want to say, didn't India fucking call it? Didn't she say Carson was someone we already met? She she did call it. Yeah, she called that was, it straight that was up. Great. That was great, India. I really didn't believe it because I was like, I would remember a giant man with a wooden sword. And then I fucking didn't. <laughs> fully didn't guys guys it was like that I, it, it, I just have no words i really mm. i was very excited <laughs> very happy for you thank you uh peter my prediction is that the tobakai didn't matter in book two <laughs> mm. but he will matter in this one <laughs> in some way that's i have that's all i've got carson's like he's like on an he's on this rebirth journey like i don't know where he's where his mind's at right now um, just before I give you my prediction, this is something that I've been thinking about and wanted to point out and then forgot about it. If he heals very fast, his tattoo would have disappeared. Boom. That's it. Mm. Is that how tattoos work? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a wound. Well, the color though. But wouldn't would, it? Just would like the color go skin away? come over it and then it's gone. I don't know. Mm. I'm going to save that question for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I feel like that's in the category of Malazan physics. That yeah, you got to look up the, the refresh rate of uh, subcutaneous cells. Yeah, well, oh, exactly. That, that, my thoughts exactly, AJ. You know, yeah, we should eschew all questions to just ask about tattoo minutia. <laughs> it's just, listen, you can't tell me your bones are resetting, but the tattoo on your face isn't coming off. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, Hope, uh, maybe this will be 
can be touched upon further on Toblerkai <laughs> biology. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking it will be honestly, so I'm not too worried. Uh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> um, well, Inch, before we get in your prediction, I did want to just check in because we're going to talk about it later on because I have some thoughts I want to share, but I do want us to get through uh, more of House of Chains. But I'd love to know where you guys end up on Carsa Orlon right now. We just read almost 300 pages just dedicated to this new character. So India, like, how are you feeling about him? I don't care. I don't care. I love his character. We all make mistakes. Wow. Hot. What do you mean you don't care? Because, you know, I just feel like it's like, well, India, he did so many horrible things. Oh, my God, you're so horrible. Like, how could you like such a horrible person? You know what? People freaking change. And, you know, he's just he's just a quiet guy that has a chains of dead people that he killed behind him. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? We all have demons. AJ, where'd you end up with Mr. Orlong? Um, I I think I ended up appreciating his journey more than appreciating him, really. Because, like, he did do some <laughs> shitty stuff, and I do agree that he is, like, changing. Uh, but I don't, also don't think that, like, erases it. Um, but I do think I appreciate the 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 character journey that he is on he's also very funny yeah yeah i think the as as he spending more time with torvald nam he became more of a enjoyable he he became more verbose for sure Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. like he had full paragraphs worth of sentences uh or worth of dialogue uh i think one of my favorite recurring bits was anytime torvald nam would just like start talking a lot he would just be like too many words (laughs) just too many words (laughs) um but I, I don't know. I think I ultimately came out uh, somewhere in the same spot as India as a, an overall positive feeling about Carson Orlong. I don't know if love is the right word, but <laughs> he was and definitely Josh, enjoyable to read. How did you feel? Unabashedly love him. Wow. Damn, guys. I was hoping at least like one of you would be like, no, he sucks. Well, but... Pete, what do you what do you think? That's basically how I feel. Great. We're not all morally compromised. I'll say this like. He's shitty in chapter one, but like it really sounds like the tablor in general are just kind of there's very few who speak up against being shitty. And like if you're raised that way, I, I like I'm not saying it's good, not saying what he does is OK or good. But like I understand how he thinks that it's fine that he's doing those things. And you know what? He's changing. He's making moves to change. Yeah. Yeah. He's growing. And I think it's interesting too, Josh talking about the Tebler people, you know, living that certain way. But I think it's interesting that the farther away he gets from, you know, the Urid tribe and all of that stuff, he is just like fully changing and realizing like, oh, there is more stuff out here in this world and there is more to just like killing. It's almost like the best way to grow is to like leave where you're from and challenge your viewpoints. (laughs) Steve with the subtle message. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I also really liked um, whatever part Carso was talking and he was like, you guys focus on your differences and the tablor, we are tablor first and then some like yeah. whatever we are. And yeah. he was like, and you know, that's just the reason that you're all fucked up. And I'm like, that's right, Carsa. You go with the knowledge, drop it on us. He's right. I think I, I told AJ a bit about this because I want us to read the essay, an essay Steve wrote called The Problem of Carsa Orlong. Mm. Um, it's a terrific essay, but it's something I want us to discuss at the end of House of Chains. Oh, okay. um, did he write the, the essay? Yeah, he wrote it. So I, I think I have some 
pretty cold thoughts and pretty mm. some I may probably harsh thoughts about Karsa. But I want to finish rereading this book and then have us all sit down and talk about it with the essay, too. So mm. but I will say, I think rereading this section uh, was definitely a different experience than reading it the first time for me. And I'm interested to carry that new perspective into finishing this second read through of House of Chains. I really hope that he doesn't do something that makes us all feel really stupid for yeah. saying that we like him. <laughs> I know. I feel like he Sensing. will. <laughs> I mean, he is on the hand. side of like, hey, let's end the world. So true. True. Well, so as we go out, Inge, do you have your prediction for picking up where we left off in, in Dead House Gates? Oh, God. I think that... Ugh, I don't know, freaking. You know, we're going to find Fallison. We're going to find our sister, whatever her name is. Tavor. Tavor. Tablor. <laughs> ah, you cracked it. <laughs> we are going to, you know, fight to the death. All right, weak prediction, Inge. AJ, <laughs> give me give me a hotter a hotter, more specific prediction. Um, I honestly, I do not know. Uh, I'm curious to Even see. Even worse. No, well, look, okay. I'm curious to see. This isn't really a prediction, but I'm just curious to see what the chapters look like with Felison and I guess Shakerborn and Toblakai in the same. Like chapter, I'm curious to see what the POV is there and to see who we are experiencing this story from. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. But I don't know. I feel like I don't think we've seen the last of Torvald Nam. I do feel like he's going to come back in some like last minute thing and like either save uh, Karsa Toblakai or kill him. (laughs) (laughs) I think those are the two options for, for Torvald Nam's return. Uh, but I do think he will be back in this book. Uh, I, um, oh my god! Imagine he kills him. I'd be devastated. I'm excited Saves for for Haborg to come back. Uh, my my handless son. Um, oh my boy! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, I don't really have any more concrete predictions than India. Josh. I, so oh, okay, <laughs> go. I I I I'm not gonna say predict, but I I'm hoping uh, that. In some way, Carso, who has gone on this whole journey himself, uh, serves to temper Felicin slash Shaikerborn in some ways, you know? Because we've seen Haboric as an advisor role, and he is he he ranges from useless to bad. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to see if Carso <laughs> can come in and like when Shaik's like, and now we'll burn this village to the ground. I'm excited for Carso to be like, or what about Let's option word, B? Maybe we yell into the pillow and then yeah. we come back and we think about it. You know, Carson just rolls up. He's like, I too was once mad at everyone. <laughs> and then I found God. I don't know. <laughs> thing. I don't know. He found Torvald and I. I found not yeah. being mad. And that was cool. <laughs> That's my hope. Well, we'll have to see. I'm excited to keep to plow into the rest of the book um i told aj that i was very disappointed that i feel like last week i was like guys let's end the show by saying love each other (laughs) and you guys really shot me down you know (laughs) And, and i was actually sitting on that ending for months (laughs) since like last last december i've been sitting here like maybe we end the show like saying love each other that could be good it's like a positive message you know this was something i had thought you know so i was very very bummed out here's what i came up with because i was trying to think of things that are all 
on on brand for the book you ready Mm. okay okay but it's like a two-part thing so it's gonna go like is it like i say come you say passion come passion Passion. come passion i love it (laughs) i don't think i heard you say passion i'm I'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie peter i don't love it (laughs) i think that maybe we can table that Oh, can and we do? Can we workshop some things? I yeah. was thinking we end with "Kill Your Gods." Thoughts. <laughs> Here's an idea. Maybe at the end of each one, we could all just, you know, like Peter first. You know, you'll you'll close us out this time. If it's compassion, then that's what it is. Next week, I'll go, and I'll make us a different ending. I. I was so happy with the compassion thing. <laughs> I don't know why. Where does it? Why? Well, I, I yelled. Uh, <laughs> what's the god's name? Crawl. I yelled. Crawl's come or semen oh earlier. So I assume that's why you said it. Said yeah, that's where I was headed. With <laughs> oh, that. I that's why you said compassion. No, we did. No, we had I a phone think... call earlier this week, and he said, "I think this is what we're gonna do." Like, oh, that's very it's, good. It's a good idea. <laughs> it's definitely a good idea. Yeah, I commend you for it. It's definitely an idea. It's an I'll idea. say that. And that's why I brought it up, just so I we could all stroke my ego and tell me it's a good idea. Stroke your right. ego until we yell come passion. passion. Yes. Yeah. Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds bad when you say it. It sounds bad when you say it, Josh. Okay. All right. Um I think we just we I think we we do it. We do a proper uh compassion and then we uh, that's it. That's the whole right. thing. I am hijacking it next week. All right. I say come, you say passion. You have to say it. Idiot. Good one job. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>Hello everyone, producer AJ here. Thank you for listening to the second episode of our read-through of House of Chains. To be completely honest, we just recorded episode four today, uh, and hearing us talk about Karsa so much in this episode has made me all warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, As we said last episode, 10 Very Big Books has a Patreon now. Uh, Thank you to everyone who has contributed so far. After just under two weeks, 70 of you have collectively pledged uh, over $230 to the show. Thank you so, so much. We'll never be able to thank you enough. And those of you waiting for your thank yous, uh, they will begin in the next episode. Uh, if you'd like to check out our Patreon, you can visit the link in the show notes or head on over to patreon.com slash 10 books. Uh, your generosity, like I said, has really, really blown us away and we will never, ever, ever be able to say thank you enough times. So thank you so, so much uh, to anyone who has donated and to anyone who will donate. And also just thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we, we really, really appreciate it and we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Uh, of course, you can always tweet us your thoughts and feelings about the show at 10 Very Big Books. You can also email us 10 Very Big Books at gmail.com. Uh, you can also join our community Discord by heading over to bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. The link will also be in the show notes. And as always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesserick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesserick for the hottest Karate Kid quotes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode is by the one and only Amaranthan from their album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks on July 31st, talking about House of Chains, chapters 5, 6, and 7. Talk to you then, and thank you so, so much for listening. India, what'd you say? Uh, nothing. I'm just trying to find out what, what actor Peter looks like. If anybody knows, please oh let me know. It's a young 
It's a young actor. He plays a guitar. He's very popular with the ladies. That'll go at the end of the episode. <laughs>